this week's episode, we meet Chris, the communications manager for the League to Save Lake Tahoe. Chris is a native Californian, UCLA graduate, Rhodes Scholar, and all-around great guy. We chat with Chris about traveling, his love for the outdoors, and the amazing mission he and the League have to keep Tahoe blue. You can learn more at their website, keeptahoeblue.org. Sit back and enjoy, and let's dive right in. Welcome to the Be Easy Podcast, brought to you by your hosts, Carl and Abby O'Brien and Brendan Schuff. So sit back, relax, and be easy. background that's what it is yeah i'm happy that you noticed that's funny he's the first one to ever guess what it was yeah for sure yeah, yeah i it kind of works so i have like uh, you know abby's downstairs right because because we're in the same we're house roommates yeah right we're roommates <laughs> and um, quarantine I, yeah i'm upstairs in the attic like that's where my home office is and um the lighting's just good up here and usually it kind of works like yeah. uh, for my work i have a different background and it looks like I'm in, like, an actual, like, work office. And people are always, like, saying stuff to me. They'll be like, oh, you know, what office are you in? That looks really cool. And I'm like, no, guys, I'm not. I'm yeah. just in my – and then I have to, like, do the blink. I'll do the blink for you because now I feel like it's not cool that you guys don't know it's really behind me when they come well, on the we show. Are, we already know. You yeah, know. I was, I was deceived See, right it's, like, away. boring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, put it back. <laughs> right away, it's I, was ugly. Like, I was like, man, your office is – it's like tight. I don't know what room you're right. in. It would be a really cool office in Carl. You kind of have to, I feel like you have to make it happen. Like, <laughs> I would love to build that behind me, even if it was like a miniature version of just like that bottom half of my thing. Cause it's yeah. like a weird slanted ceiling. In and then you could like, use that and then turn it off and it would still be like really cool. Right. Like, yeah. Cause the top one would drop. Yeah. It would be. Accessible. So over your right shoulder, there's like on the top shelf, there's like a, there's a photograph, like a profile photograph. Oh, right here, yeah. Is that like Jean-Luc Picard? It looks like Jean-Luc Picard. I have to make it bigger. I'm going to put it on the big screen. What's his name? Patrick Stewart? Stewart. Oh, my God. Is that him? Look at me. Like, look at him real close. No, that guy has a mustache. I think it's, um, yeah, real close. I think it's Mark Twain. Oh, that would be I think it's Mark Twain. I think it's Mark Twain. I bet you could Google that. This is super fun. I could do this all day. Just look through this show. <laughs> this is like Ferris Bueller's bedroom. Awesome. Yeah. There's so much cool stuff in there. So yeah. that's this. Yeah. The tiny desk at NPR. It's like the coolest room I've ever seen. I love that place. Yeah. I love it. All right, but, so on the background. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. It totally took us yeah. like 50 t- shows or something for someone to recognize what it was behind me. But First. Yeah. That's number one. Number but, one. uh, yeah, no, I'm psyched you're coming on. You know, I'm excited to kind of hear a little bit about, you know, your story, how you got to what you got to. Um, I know, Shuff, you know, you guys worked on a professional level at one point for a project. You know, it's something, I think when he described it to us originally, because when we first started, he was like, dude, I know this guy out West. They'll be like, so cool to come on the show. Like, we just did this project with him, right before, you know, before we started recording and everything. And I was like, oh, Tahoe, we've never been to Tahoe. Like, I've never been you know, over that way. And then just today, like looking at a bunch of the stuff, you know, I, it's a pretty cool place and there's a lot to do there. And it's one of those places where there's like four seasons in a day and you can drive like through the four seasons in a day, which I think is pretty wild. 
but you're originally from California. Yeah. So and I still live. I live on the California side, not in Texas. Okay. Abby was there's, wondering that. <laughs> there's no tax break. I mean, I get paid by a California company, so there's no yeah, point living right. in Nevada. Uh, yeah, I'm original. I mean, you're totally right about four seasons in a day here. On Sunday, my wife and I, we have uh, season ski passes for a couple of the lo- local mountains. It's like a package deal thing. Nice. So right. we went for a couple hours, and um, it was raining at the parking lot. And then after one chairlift, it was snowing above. And then we came back down later in the afternoon, and we're like in short sleeves and stuff. I mean, you're right. It's great. Yeah. It's it's wow. wild. It's a wild roller coaster that you can't really plan for. You just got to layer up. But uh, it's pretty fun. And yeah, I am originally from California. I was born in Solvang, which is in Santa Barbara County. It's a tiny, kitschy, Danish-themed tourist trap. It actually is really Danish. A lot of my buddies are like first and second generation. Really? Really? Yeah. um, Like big, big Viking-looking guys. (laughs) A lot of good pastries, a lot of good barbecue. I was going to say that the food's pretty good. Yeah, the food's pretty good. Oh, the food's great. Yeah. What is that, south? Yeah, so from, it's like, uh, it's relatively about in between L.A. and San Francisco. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. I feel like Abby's my geographer. She usually tells me where things are. I'm not, like, good I'm not good with directions. Once I go to somewhere, I kind of no. rem- remember no. a little bit. <laughs> See, no, she says no. I thought yeah, I could get I away do. with that. I think you're confusing yourself with me. <laughs> yeah. Does that happen a lot? Yeah, yeah, we're the same person nowadays. It's you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, you do kind of merge with your spouse, right? <laughs> well, you just kind of lean off them. You're like, oh, I have that skill now. She's like right there. I'll just ask her. I externalize so much of my memory and my wife now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we remember that, and then like look at her blankly for ten seconds until she says something. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like during this quarantine, like again, spending the mass amount of time with someone, like. She's starting to sound like me, and I'm like, "Wait a second! Like that's not you. That I say that you don't say that." <laughs> and then we like start laughing at each other. But so, did you start? So, let me ask. Let's go back to this question. So, we're from California. Did we stay in California post high school, uh, or did we I, take our studies after uh, California? No, I did not take my my gap year internationally or my or my studies. Well, right after high school, um, I went to UCLA. University oh, okay, of California, cool. Los Angeles. Yeah, so I was down there for four years. But then after that, I went to grad school in England for a couple of years. So I did okay, get, out, awesome. get out of the state and country. Nice. nice. That's pretty we, cool. That's really cool. We only, I, so I've, we right before the pandemic was our first trip to Europe. We've, Abby's taken me to a bunch of really weird places yeah. besides that. But uh, this was our first jump over to Europe. And I, I'm like, you know, we had, I had the best time ever. It was like, the, we went to Ireland, we went to Amsterdam, we went to Bruges. We were there for like 10 days. And I was like, this place is awesome. Like, we got to come back to Amsterdam. And then like three weeks later, like everything was shut down. But Oh, so you just snuck it in. Good for you. Yeah, like we were like, it was like the last thing we did before it all happened. Yeah. Nicely done. So, yeah, I mean, it. I, I can't imagine though, being there during my college age. Too wild. I mean, <laughs> there is so England, like the, the culture, I have to like, I'm not going to choose my words, but it's, I'm trying to put it through like a, an appropriate filter here. Where I was in England, it was pretty buttoned up. Um, oh, okay. And I was also a little bit older. I mean, I was a, a graduate student there. So, um, like, I was definitely like still getting it, but 
<laughs> not as much as some of those kids. Like English undergrads are just like wild. Yeah, <laughs> like, like crazy, crazy. Wild. I, and I feel like the reason I mentioned that is because a couple of guys, a lot of guys I know that, that I'm still friends with now did a lot of the semesters abroad. And they were kind of just like, it's like another world over there. You know, you, you when in the U.S., like when, even when you're 18, you're like not treated like a, an adult. But as soon as you're 18 in any other country in the world, I feel like you're automatically like, all right, you're an adult, like take care of yourself, do what you need to do, do all these things. So I feel like when a lot of the guys went over and it was like, oh, I'm 18 or 19 and, you know, you can have a beer over there. You can do this over there. You can do that over there. It was like mind blowing for them. And, and, you know, it kind of freaked them out. But yeah, yeah. The, the jump was a, the jump was abrupt. I mean, it wasn't for me at like the age that I went over there, but right. For for other visiting like U.S. students, especially, it's like I can do basically whatever I want. Like I can yeah. disrespect the cops. I could get blackout drunk and never go to class. It's great. I don't even really have class to go to. You just have a tutor you meet once a week, and they tell you to write some stuff. And if you do that, then you're okay. Did you travel around when you were living over there? Yeah, not as much as I like, but we did. We did get a bunch of trips in. I was pretty broke, but I managed to, to, to scrounge together quite a quite a few trips. We got into to the continent like France and Spain and Germany and Switzerland and and then like up into Scotland and on a, on a couple of different trips went to those places and finally a, a spot that I never got to go when I was studying over there my wife and I for we got married two years ago for our honeymoon a place that she always wanted to go was uh, Croatia and Slovenia so we finally ah. got to do that which was highly oh. recommended That's that was on our target yeah Abby was targeting that pretty hard is really good. The okay. bang for your buck. Oh, summertime. Yeah, we were there. It was September, so okay. it was, cool. weather was weather was great. We'll get there. We'll get there someday. I love the Croatian oh, flag. Somehow, some way. So yeah, yeah. The Croatia has the best flag. I love their flag. <laughs> it's my favorite. You wanted a jersey or something from over there. Yeah, because Croatia has the best soccer uniforms. There you go. Because it's they got do. the white and black stripe. So I, I want to back up, but what were you studying all this time? Because going for additional school, you just need something pretty serious. Yeah, um, I was studying. So as an undergrad, I studied geography. Okay. And so I'm so, an embarrassment. So the, so the, <laughs> so that's what I studied. Um, as in, I was in it for two years. So the first year, I studied something geography related. The program was called Biodiversity Conservation and Management. Okay. And then the second year I studied anthropology. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it's really a little cool. bit a little bit different. It's wow. kind of a wow. Does that so does that kind of major lead you to something like what you're doing today? Uh certainly certainly more closely than my last two jobs, which weren't <laughs> which weren't anything like this. Um no. yeah, but it is. I mean, what I was hoping to do after graduating after leaving England, like being done with school and putting up right, right, and stuff right. is I was trying to get a job working for like the U S forest service or national parks, like the department of the interior, um, yeah. doing something with natural resources management or like visitor experience or something like that. And it was early 2011, I guess kind of mid 2011 and federal and state budgets were in total lockdown, right? It was still like kind of post recession. Everybody was feeling hurting from that. And so it just like, did not happen. So I was looking for a job, did not want to move back home, you know, just trying to, trying to make some money of my own at that point. Right. Uh, 
so thankfully some friends from school alumni networks came through and I got a job working actually in um, ballot initiative campaigns so politics but not candidate driven stuff and that was um, that was that was different I was never really a politically minded guy growing up or even in college so it was a total yeah. baptism <laughs> you can only imagine we're and I feel like I still try not to be now and it's like yeah. almost impossible not to be, It'd be yeah. a um, for me too if I got into that yeah oh my god yeah I've, look it almost makes me scared just thinking about it. <laughs> it's intense yeah. So, so how long? Really you know up? Like TV shows, but I. I yeah. Have. Well, here's the yeah, and, and the funny thing is that I hate that this happens to me, and I don't think it's that like I I think it's just the way that I register information, like all the stuff you're talking about, the parks and the national parks and the, that. It's like all parks and rec to me, and I like know exactly what he's talking about because like <laughs> at deep end, she takes over a portion of the parks, and you know they're talking about the deficits and they're talking about this, <laughs> like. It's really sad to me, though, that that's how I pull, like, all of my general information is based off of television shows. <laughs> well, that's a good television show if you're going to pull information from that one. That's, that's pretty true to form. I feel like that it's based off of what you were just talking about. It sounds like they were pretty accurate in some of their speakings oh. of, like, what she was doing and, like, the conservation projects and the river cleanups and, like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that part for sure. But, like, the thing that was most true was when they did like public forums, public meetings and things like that, that <laughs> is almost precisely how they happen, right? People are just angry about anything and everything and they go and they dish. Some people have like legitimate concerns and they're, right, they're, they're there and for they a come reason. prepared, they're addressing agenda items, but yeah. a lot of people, it's just- There's somewhere to talk. They got a soapbox over What's sure. that one really We've weird We've attended dude? a few of our township meetings <laughs> and not, I've had to drag you there, Carl, but it's, and then I had an outburst because of that issue. Yeah, there's with the firehouse <laughs> place with the craziest shit. I it's was like, one of the crazies at one of the meetings. Where? You have been. Yeah, you you stood up and spoke completely out of line. I had a flat. I had a flat out outburst at a council meeting. <laughs> yeah, you never heard was the guy who would blow us up. Let's hear about I was it. like, they I've were talking. Heard that. They were talking about refurbishing and building up this uh, church down the street from us. It's like a beautiful church, like early 1800s or 1900s. They're going to turn these beautiful, like three condos, whatever. Yeah. yeah, they might be right, Shop. They they probably are. No, maybe so, yeah. So what they're, <laughs> the, the fire department is basically complaining that they can't fit fire trucks in the back of the parking lot with the new design. And they're talking about it and they keep going and they keep going and keep going. And I'm like, I'm like, can you fit them back? I, I jump up. I'm like, can you fit the trucks back there now? And they're like, well, no. And I said, well, what is the difference? <laughs> I'm like screaming. I'm like, can we move on, please? Like, stop talking about this. And then the other week we had one and they were trying to hire a new police dog. And I was like, yes, hire the police dog. Like, let's move on. Why are we <laughs> arguing about this? Oh, my God, and I know. It's... They just argue about so much. I mean, so that's what they're you, there for. Were you doing a lot of that kind of like ground, like ground level stuff for the ballot stuff? No, um, no? Thank, thank, thankfully, thank God, no. Um, no, I was doing more of like the, a little bit kind of similar to what I'm doing now, kind of uh, like campaign management, communications, okay. messaging, that kind of stuff, uh, helping write like commercials. Or... <laughs> yes, again, I think, is that going to be the common thread throughout the I time? I hope but... it isn't. I didn't want it to be, because I, like, I had no idea this I did was going to happen. You're right, I did. I swear to God, I didn't know. 
I would have told them too, because this would have been made a lot easier for me when I was prepping earlier. I would have been like, Doing your Wait outline. A second, this, like this guy's a Parks and Rec guy. Like I would have just, just reviewing blooper so reels. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he has a lot. Oh, I didn't that, know, so. but that's a cool job. I feel like to me. Yeah, it was it was cool. Um, it was cool. It's hard work, man. It was yeah. just long, long. I mean, I was uh, coming out of school. Let's see, I was like twenty three or twenty four, and. It was, a, it was a grind. It's just like really, really long days, lots and lots of travel, not getting, to, not getting to see my girlfriend. And it's just constant. I mean, like you run one campaign and usually it gets pretty heavy in the spring and then November's election day and you basically can't take a breath in that, you know, time span. Wow. And then when it's over, I hit like a rhythm where we rolled from one campaign into the next. So there really wasn't like lots of breaks. So I just got... I just got totally burnt out. It was a very cool, like, learning experience, though. I mean, definitely some being around some super intelligent I was people. Say, yeah, the people had to be because usually when when I think about like a campaign trailing like group or someone that's on the group, like everybody is top of their craft. It's hard to get that spot. Like you're grinding. You're you know you're wanting to be there. You're wanting to be part of it. Um, yeah, a lot of intense folks. I would say. I'm pretty. Cool. I'm pretty. I'm pretty bummed. I uh, in my previous life i used to make badges for high level events and we our company did the debates presidential debates for years and i just never got to got to go i would have liked to experience it you did yeah. some wild events though Sean. Oh, yeah you for sure wild, didn't you do something for the clinton well we, well i mean that my craziest was probably um the g8 summit at camp david that was okay oh whoa. yeah why do they call That's it camp huge. david i don't know i was on the first level like the, the first level is like a there's like gyms up down there gym I feel like Chris knows why they call it Camp David it's some former president's son oh is it that's not a fun story I thought it was going to be something cool like yeah, sorry, uh, David chopped down the logs himself and built his camp and <laughs> I mean, you know, he's been probably, here for a hundred years he's probably a good kid you know <laughs> yeah um, if he had a yeah I guess <laughs> I'm going to look have to look that. it up later yeah for sure so, so how long did you end up really doing that for? And were you like, so, so you were traveling the country pretty much for a couple of years. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically I, I would get assigned to like a campaign. So for okay. span one or two campaigns and I was, I was entirely on the West coast uh, for, I was working there for three and a half years, three and a half years. Yeah. So I was working on the West coast. I worked in, uh, yeah, just kind of all over. Nice. So then we're, we're doing that. And then does, does something like, you know, can't or uh what you're doing now just like show itself up or did you go searching after that was there something that kind of shoved you in the different direction because it's yeah. kind of two pretty different things they're a little different they're a little different <laughs> yeah um, uh so there's a job in the, in in between like i i from that first job i was like okay communications and that kind of field is is pretty cool i like it i feel like i'm pretty good at it but i was so burnt out and also i was having my dad was getting older at the time and my girlfriend and I are from the same area, okay. and um, she was not a huge. We, we were living in West West LA, and she was not okay. a huge fan of LA, and it kind of gone gotten old for me too. So we, I, I found a job back home working like kind of a similar field, doing public affairs, and so we moved home, uh, home Santa Barbara County, and we lived there and worked in that job. I worked in that job for five years, and then we got kind of burnt out. I mean, that, that part of the communications field was something I never really intended to go into and it just kind of ran its course. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so the job that I'm in now, 
my wife was like my headhunter. She's awesome. She's like on all the job listings on Indeed and doing crazy Google searches and stuff and always pitching me links for, you know, you should apply for this. You should check this out. And this one came up and I was like, well, I can't just sit on my hands for this one. This is pretty epic. So I just put an application, ran the course and ended up working out. Wow. That's awesome. And then was it like an automatic pickup and move? Like everything worked out and you guys were like, all right, we're going to go move up there. Yeah. I had, (laughs) I made sure that we had like a little bit of time in between. Right. Between my, in between my previous two jobs, I had like 10 days and that sucked, right? You I always make sure, you got to always make sure, and if boys and girls no out there in the world, make sure that you give yourself a week off minimum oh. in between oh, jobs. Three months minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? No way. Three months would be great. Oh just my God. about a month this fall. Oh, uh, I got really lucky this year. I did have a month. It was yeah. the greatest month of my life. It was amazing. Yeah. It was the best just, time. Just meet ramen, go camping. Just don't spend we any the money. We were at the beach. It the was like crazy. I didn't oh, know what God. to do. I went to Oregon. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get Airbnbs for the month, as I know, for very uh, Chef, don't don't tip your hand too quickly on that. I feel yeah. like that needs its own whole conversation. Um, but, yeah, so, like. This adventure you're about to go on. But, yeah, so, I mean, you could just do that, you know? Yeah. So, so we, like, get, we get to Tahoe, and now – You've been there how long and what kind of is going on most recently with, you know, every, everything and the events and, you know, what you guys are trying to do and, and things like that. And just so everyone knows, so, so Chris works for a company called Keep Tahoe Blue and, and I'll let him kind of go through the explanation. But, you know, in me reading through the website and looking at everything, I mean, it's, it seems like a really, really, you know, cool <laughs> initiative I think I need some more information. I don't know if I totally understand all of it, but I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, I can give you a little elevator pitch. Yeah, like, yeah, I was going to say, give us the give us the elevator pitch. Yeah, I guess backtracking. So I started this job November of 2019, so pre-pandemic. So I had a couple months of you know like normalcy, yeah. which was cool. But then everything shut down, and it was great being up here. It's a fantastic place to get stuck, right? You have, I have, it's like. The world, the, the Sierra Nevada and the lake at my fingertips, which was fantastic. Never, never wanting for things to do aside from human contact. But yeah, sorry. So the the organization I work for is called the actually it's called the League to Save Lake Tahoe. And our slogan, which is what people mostly know us for, small two tone blue and white bumper sticker that says "Keep Tahoe Blue." And yeah. you can, I mean, we have pictures of people finding them like literally across the United States and across the world. It's cool, like bumper stickers in Indonesia and Brazil and Fiji and all over the place. It's kind of cool. You'll have to send us some. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Give me a mailing address. Off they come. There you we'll go. Them out in Philly. <laughs> yeah, so the the organization was founded in 1957. So we're coming up on like, coming up on 65 years, which is pretty epic. And throughout the course of those six plus decades, the mission has been exactly the same. It's been to keep Tahoe blue. And basically that means protecting and preserving the lake's natural environment for enjoyment today and enjoyment for future generations. So basically we want, you know, this is a national or a natural resource that's here for everybody to enjoy. We're not a national park. It's shared between two different states, five different counties, a couple of different municipalities. Anybody can come up here and enjoy it. We just ask that people do so responsibly and if they enjoy this place because it is super duper special that they just they play a role in helping protect it so their kids and their grandkids can go up come up here 
make some great memories of their own and we can kind of pay it forward in that way. I can't stop staring at the picture that I'm looking at right now of the, just the Lake Tahoe pictures, but it's, uh, yeah. How big is it total? What's it's big. So it's like 75 miles of coastline. Holy smokes. And it's 1600 and change deep in its deepest part, which is the second deepest lake in the continental U S behind Crater Lake in Oregon. I feel like I assumed it was a national park or it was like owned by the government. You, you would be wise to assume that it was a national park. It actually, over the, over its history, there have been three or four different attempts to make it a national park, including by like John Muir. So it's wow. Yeah. What, the, what are the qualifications for something like that? Do you know, or the, the reason that Tahoe got bounced is because it's supposed to be, there's specific language in the federal code that, that says, I'm misquoting, but to paraphrase, it's something like an unspoiled natural resource. So the reason Tahoe got bounced is because of that, because it was clear cut in the 18, the second half of the 1800s to, to help prop up the mining industry down in Virginia. There's the Comstock load, a big, huge silver boom. So in order to build deeper and deeper um, mine shafts and stuff, they clear cut the basin. So for, you know, there's basically no trees here. It was bald for hundred years or something. Wow. Or 50 years and it's all grown back now. Oh my God. There's one, I'm looking at one now where there's the snow on the beach with the, it's just so weird to see that. It looks when you're like seeing, like, it looks like a beach, like the ocean and the snows right there. Snow yeah. on the sand is something I had to get used to. Right. That's kind of, I mean, I'm not, nor, that's not normal to see snow and sand. Not for me. Yeah. yeah. No way. I think for anybody really, I'm, you know, it, it was funny because right when we met was right around the time I was supposed to be going to Tahoe for a bachelor party which ultimately uh, fell through. But so I was like looking into Tahoe so much. And yeah, it is like you hear the name forever. And from the East Coast, you hear about it, but like you don't really look into it. And But once you do, you're like, wow. Beautiful. I want to hear about all the activities that. Yeah, that too. Yeah. And is there like. There's sports, there's summer activities. There's like so much to do. And I, I want to know what the tourists like. What do you, what do you like? What's, what's fun? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so it's all good basically. Uh, there's a big, like, if you want to start a debate here, a, a good thing to do is to ask people what's the best season in Tahoe. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's see that. A lot, of, a lot of people say that you come for the winter, stay for the summers. That's not far from the truth, for sure. The best parts, last year is kind of an outlier, but the best parts, especially if you live here, the shoulder seasons. So like the yeah. fall and the spring in between the big, huge kind of tourist hits like ski season and stuff because it kind of empties out and you kind of have everything to yourself which is rad yeah um, that's always the best anyway for me yeah well, i love it empty you know like in college the best times to be there was when there's nobody on campus for me oh yeah for sure well that's where uh, a lot of places you go nowadays it feels like that which is wild yeah I don't that, hate it, you know so the winter activities there's there's like nine different mm, ski resorts here in and around the basin Wow. Um, so you can ski, snowboard, do whatever you want there. There's lots and lots of backcountry terrain, too. If you want to backcountry ski and snowboard, caution people to yeah, I don't know. avalanche aware. Dude, <laughs> I don't know. Really? I can never do it. Yeah. That's scary. Is there a lot? There's a lot of avalanches in that area? or Just kind of everywhere. This year, thus far this winter, there have been 14 avalanche deaths already. Holy Not necessarily in, in Tahoe, but... Like, um, I'm fully comfortable paying the, the lift fee to... To be in an area with that's like set up, to yeah. Stay. Like 
I'm not good enough. Neither. I don't know. I heard of this adventure you're going on. I know you're staying in some pretty remote places, Chef. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm certainly not going to. <laughs> Look at his face. He's like, there's no way we're going to be near Avalanche, dude. No. <laughs> no. I'll tell you that one time I was in Denver, it was wild. It was summertime. It was in June. And we decided to go up to the Rockies for, for a day. And, and we were going to go in, like, T-shirts and shorts. And luckily, the night before, we ran into or we met his friend who was a local, and he like he was a Boy Scout, and he was like, "Dude, you guys are absolutely insane." He ha- had to stop by his house and pick up winter jackets, hats. It, we went Why would you think was, that it was going to be warm up there? I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's warm down below in June, so the elevation is yeah. a real thing. Yeah, it's, it's when you're not used to a, a place that has like multiple seasons in the same location. It's no, it is like, weird. No, it's it definitely takes some getting used to. I feel like to to like like we were talking about earlier to to like go ski in the morning and then like drive another hour and a half around the lake and it's like you know sixty degrees and the sun's out. It's 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 pretty crazy. I feel like so so can. Do you live close enough where you're seeing it like on a regular basis? And do people say that they like live in Tahoe? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they would say. Um, Right. I I live on the, I live on the South shore of the lake and there's like, you know, there's like roughly quadrants, like the West, East, North and South shores. And they each have very, very different feels. South shore is where um, it's a little bit more working class. It's where most of the casinos in the basin are located. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good spot. There are areas that definitely have, have like a lot more um, beautiful properties, like a lot more wealth. Uh, it just kind of depends. Where's like, like, where Zuckerberg's like, house? West Wait, Shore. West Shore. Zuckerberg lives in Tahoe. I, why did I not know that? Yeah, I feel like I mean, I yeah for, know that. for all your for all your listeners, he lives in Sunnyside. Yeah, <laughs> or for like forty million dollars or something. Is it? I feel like it's like its own ecosystem, right? You're like house? North. Well, yeah, no, nice. no, no, no. Tahoe, North South. What you've like. I mean, it's massive. It's, yeah, it yeah. is big. So, so everyone, like Tahoe, ever Tahoe, the I guess is it a city? South Lake Tahoe is a city, and then there's um, most of their like unincorporated municipal areas, right? Uh, but so there's only a couple actual cities in the basin. Got it, man. That lake really is that big, huh? Oh, it's massive, man. I can't even, I can't even comprehend it. Yeah. So, so kind of sports. Back to yeah. that. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to hear about the water sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The summer, it's lots of tons of boating, so much boating. Um, and it's like a dream for that, basically, because yeah. the water is incredibly clear. It's, it's really nippy, which is nice when it's like 90 degrees here, because it does get pretty warm in the summer and you can take a dip in the water and it'll still like clench your lungs up and kind of take your breath away. Right. Right. Yeah, so water skiing, wakeboarding, jet skiing, boating, there's like parasailing, basically anything you can think of. And in the winter, I mean, in the summer, the stuff I prefer to do is more hiking, camping, backpacking, that sort of stuff. Tons of mountain biking here too, like kind of world-class mountain biking terrain. I've heard that actually, that that a lot of the mountain biking tracks and the trails up there are like the top notch for if you're like super into it. Yeah. I don't, you guys remember the Smurf? guy he's he's a yeah. big mountain biker too oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and i saw him post something the other day about it and he was like oh this trail is so sick and and his buddy does some stuff in vermont too i've always wanted to go mountain biking and i feel like i've never gotten the chance to yeah, go for it is yeah. it like is it as 
is it as difficult as it looks? Like, what, could I get seriously injured doing it? Yeah, for sure you get right. seriously yeah. injured. Absolutely. I knew that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it depends on where you go. Well, yeah, but I take a mountain bike over to Forbidden Drive. Those that's where cool. I want to go. No, I to Wissahickon. I'll be honest, Carl. I just don't feel like you should mountain bike. <laughs> you know the trail. You know the trail next to the river? Yeah. you should that's where you should ride that's where i that's where me and arnie go walk that's yeah now like, yeah, like really you could get hurt so so chris you were talking too about like the elbows of the seasons is it like noticeably a lot more people during like the the peak tourist times yeah, like do you notice the, the difference i'm told there is in a normal year but last right. year pandemic strangeness it was kind of consistent high visitation honestly from when the weather got decent until today i've wondered really that no people got out of the big cities and came and rented places or you could yeah. go anywhere and you could be anywhere lots and lots of that happened a lot of a lot of people came up and there's a lot of second homeowners here so they yeah. came up and then they made permanent residence in the basin um, but there's a lot of people who would normally come up and visit for a weekend and they did the same thing but maybe they stretched it out maybe they extended their week-long stay into a couple of weeks and then there's a lot of people who are first-time visitors because they were, you know, trying to break the pandemic monotony. So they yeah. came up yeah. and visited too. So, yeah, I was going to say, so what kind of stuff does um, the League to Save Lake Tahoe do around town? Do you guys, like, interact with different groups locally? Are you doing stuff in, different stuff in the quadrants? If someone went and loved it and was like, I do want to preserve this, like, how would they get involved? I feel like I did see there was, like, a volunteer section or something you could do, but... Yeah. You know, what kind of info can you give us on that? Yeah, so we have a pretty big um, community engagement component to what we do. Uh, that includes volunteer programs. That includes, like, partnering with local businesses to um, share information, spread awareness, and things like that. We host community cleanup events after some of our major holiday, like, high, high visitor visitor events right. here. Like, on the 5th of July is a big, huge one for us. That's so up Shuff's alley. Like, I could see Shuff just loving... Shuff hates oh, trash yeah. so much. With the, with the litter, with the litter yeah. pictures yeah. out like there. Flipping them up. Like do, do you like create your own holidays? Because it's like the the ho- Do you create your own holiday name? Because it's like the day after the holiday. Yeah. So the July fifth is Keep Tahoe Red, White, and Blue. <laughs> okay, that's cool. We have stickers. I like, I like that. Everyone loves stickers. Everybody does. Yeah. Uh, so that's a cool one. Um, there's a lot of different. There's like the, the litter management um, volunteer programs, those big community cleanups. Usually we have a couple hundred people of those. Um, it's amazing the amount of like the quantity of stuff that people remove, like thousands of pounds of trash in a morning. It's, it's, it's wild. insane. It's really it's wild. So, it's so crazy to me that how, how much I even just see in like when I walk around in my regular oh. day. I like to blame it on trash and recycling day being a windy day and give people the benefit of the doubt that that's how stuff ends up in the street. But it just, it hurts. I hate it. I yeah. hate it. Yeah, it's it's disappointing to say the least. Yeah, it is. It is, no, it is disappointing. But mm-hmm. that's cool. That's cool that you guys are like you know pushing the throttle. And again, I did. You know, I feel like Shuff is all about like let's get the trash out of here. Yeah, I mean, I wish there was more programs like that around the country, but unfortunately, not everything's as beautiful as Lake Tahoe. <laughs> right. Actually, right. it's cool. Um, some of my colleagues today, we were just talking about having conversations with people who manage parks in other parts of the country. Um, Mm. There was a a guy from the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality that we talked to, not about litter, but about some of our other programs, trying to share some of the lessons that that we've learned as an organization in Tahoe and bring that over to to different lakes in other parts of the country. Or 
the nonprofit group who helps manage the New York City parks. Okay. They're trying, trying to, you know, share some of, again, share some of our successes and mistakes and lessons learned uh, to help them manage their parks better. Cool. Is like the, the league logo part of a bigger system? Uh, it like, is right? not. No. Okay. Not okay. Okay. Yeah. So do you have any aspiring thoughts to possibly work in any other national parks? Like, do you think you'll stay Tahoe forever or is this something that you would like to spread, you know, across to, to another neat or to other uh, national parks? And I, and I only say that because I feel like, um, you know, it, based off of what we've talked about with you, like it might be nice to head up a new challenge and like, you know, there's a lot of national parks in the world. I mean, for, for the time being, I'm not going anywhere. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's good here. I, I got an amazing job. Love what I do. Live in one of the most beautiful places on the planet. There's nothing pulling me out of Tahoe. That's for sure. I just wanted to. I just wanted to confirm that it was as yeah. great as it sounded. In case my bosses like... are, are listening, to <laughs> so live like, next to like one of the wonders of the world. Well, I mean, Lake Tahoe is definitely one of those few places in the country that like everybody wants to go to. Oh yeah, and not everyone can. You know, it's certainly not not everyone gets to Lake Tahoe. That's for sure. I really want to go. I really want to go. But so what's been going on the last couple of weeks? I know we talked about it in the beginning, but I know the Flyers are playing the Bruins on Sunday. I had no idea. Which I, I, I think I forgot. And then as I looked at it, when I was like looking up some stuff before we were going to jump on, I was like, oh, my God, like th- this is guy, you know, it's got to be total mayhem. over Well, there. I mean, this, the MLB is not as uh, the MLB is the worst league for marketing ever. NHL is like right behind it. Close so, <laughs> yeah, it's very close second. MLB is absolutely terrible at marketing everything, but NHL is pretty close. Are you guys doing anything, Chris? Is, is, is Keep Tahoe Blue doing anything with in so regards because, to the NHL? Because there's, no, um, because there's no fan component at all, really. And it's oh. pretty contained to the Edgewood Golf Course Resort. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a ton that we can do, aside from try to spread some of our messaging and just alert people that, this is a, it's a very delicate, uh, you know, kind of, it is a national treasure, but it's a pretty delicate ecosystem. And so we encourage people to, to not litter and to do the right things to, you know, um, leave the place better than they found it, take out whatever they brought with them, those kind of basic messaging points. But, but no, unfortunately it would have been great to organize like a huge community cleanup with some of the, with some of the NHL players, but yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Or get your name on the ice. Sure. Yeah. I think right. they'll go it's, back. It's, yeah, well, I think they, I think they will too. It's it, and you're right that it did kind of. It was a real shotgun start. I mean, I think their the NHL like league reps visit was in December. They saw it wow. one time and were like, "Let's do it." And yeah. the announcement didn't come down here until mid to late January, and that, you know, literally like a month away. That's crazy. But I'll tell you what, the NHL, if they do like a spot, they will go back. You yeah, know? did they have they gone back to like play at the Big House in Michigan and? Those places that like did they didn't do that, but they they replayed they, uh, twice, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say here twice. twice. Um, they've played a few places multiple times because once they know they can set it up and they got it all figured out, it's like you know easier at least a second time. Yeah. So, the only I thing mean, I heard is there's like a there, there's some other place where they have like one of those big outdoor hockey tournaments where they have like ten rinks set up. They're all outdoor and dug out. And they said they might try to do some sort of where they could, I mean, in the greediness, get more games in in like a day. Yeah. So I wonder 
if there's a spot, yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm looking at this picture again. Like, you're not going to beat this Lake Tahoe, you know, like on the course. It'd be tough all. for them to, to actually get, like, a substantial amount of fans on there. Really? Yeah. Is it? Well, it's, like, in the middle of the fairway. So, I wonder how even anyone, like, are people just, I, I guess they, they must have a town. Well, number one, is, is there a lot of snow right now? Like, a crazy amount? or? Yeah, I'm looking at, I mean, I'm looking at, like, a plowed snowbank outside the, outside the window here. And it's, like, four and a half feet tall. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about like four inches. I know. I'm like bitching oh, about it. more than that. We've actually had more. <laughs> we than have. That. How uh, was that for you, though? Is that normal for you, or like you've gotten used to it in Tahoe? Uh, I mean, it's still like a magical novelty. Like I wake up every morning and like peek out my blinds and clap my little <laughs> hands together when there's snow. I love it. I love it. I I'm like it. that too. Even when I like, I have to go shovel, and I'm so angry. I love like the first one where you like just unhook like the window and you're like wait is, is it out there and you're like oh <laughs> yep it snowed a whole bunch i love it the first yeah. snow look is the best for sure. you know, we had a good one today for sure yeah no we did we did we did yeah but now i, I will watch the game now so carl you yeah well now i'm excited right for marketing yeah. for the flyers uh because i'll definitely watch that game because that'll <laughs> be a lot of fun Just, that's going to be unbelievable to watch on tv I'm looking at the pictures. Like, I really hope that they do some cool camera angles, but you never know if they keep it too tight. We'll see. So how how far do you live, Chris, from from that part of uh, Tahoe? Uh, yeah, that's like a like a fifteen to twenty minute drive for me. But I could paddleboard over there and oh try to see God. if I could. Get, now you're get speaking a look Abby's language. <laughs> yeah. We are big There's paddleboard There's still great people recently. that go out on the lake in the winter, huh? All right, so we have the the league. My my work. We have this pair of volunteers who are absolute diehards. They're part of a whole bunch of our different volunteer programs. They paddleboard probably every day, at least wow. five, day, five days a week, all wow. year long. And every time they're out on the paddleboards, they're collecting garbage. So they have like- Oh my God. From underwater. So they have they have like a big, like you would use a golf ball skimmer, right? To right. get a ball out of the bottom of a pond. Yeah. They Or they have claws or baskets and things like that. And they fish stuff out off the bottom of the lake. At the end of last year, they sent us a video where they kept everything that they pulled out of the lake and displayed it in their driveway. It was amazing. There's 50 plus pairs of sunglasses, three drones, a dozen <laughs> iPhones, you know, 25 different pairs of shoes. How incredible. does that even happen? How does that even I would, happen? I would definitely crash my drone in Lake Tahoe. That's 100%. Like I've gone into plenty of water, plenty of trips. I've never like lost anything. Not one time. I've lost. I can name all the things that he said that I've lost in water. <laughs> Definitely lost sunglasses. What was that? Costa Rica Multiple there? Times you've well, you've lost, lost sunglasses time. a lot. The Costa Rica one was fun, though, because I was like going down like a waterfall shoot. But yeah, no, that's all kind of stuff that people lose. Yeah, that's, just, cool that's cool that, that they, um, that they, you know, that they do that every day and they collect it. And paddleboarding is so much fun. I wish yeah. we live by the water. And lately I've been saying, like, I wonder if I should, like, get a wetsuit and just get out there. Like, I know, Chef, like, Steve's wife, like, she's down to go. Yeah, well, her, her lake's frozen over. Frozen. Right? Yeah, but, yeah, I don't think you'd want to go get in a wetsuit on that on that river, Carl. Why not? You think? I'm not going to go swimming in it. It's just in case I fall in. Oh, okay. Schuylkill we, River. Chris, we had bought a kayak last summer because what right. else was there to do in a pandemic, you know? Yep. 
even just buying one was so hard because they were sold out everywhere. We still don't even have a roof rack for it because they were sold out for six months. I couldn't but. get a roof rack. Like I ordered, I ordered one. Ordered it was multiple. six, yeah, six months, but, and they were like, "It's still not here." Like, yeah. And then I was coming up with my own ways because we were still using it. Yeah, so I was like still, tying it up. We dabbled in our own little water sports on our little brown I mean, river. <laughs> it's pretty light. It's a light kayak. So you it know. is. It's fun. Abby's from Williamsport, Pennsylvania, where they play the Little League World Series. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, there's a lot of California teams, so I feel like Cali guys know. <laughs> but um, the Susquehanna, you know, is, is right there. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic place to, nice to kayak. It's really, really cool. It's, you know, there's a lot of different little, like, trails in there. I mean, that's where they used to run lumber. There was, like, a lumber capital of the world cool. in the U.S. back in the day. So we got this kayak, and we went up there during the pandemic to kind of get away and, like, be, you know, out and do some more nature-type stuff. And we were, like, kayaking two or three times a week. And then we came back to Philly, and now we, we live right down the street from the Schuylkill River where they do, like, the races, like, Penn, um, okay. You know, all, all, like, like by Boathouse, yeah, by Boathouse Row. Yeah. We're not far from it. We can't yeah. get there because there's like a dam and a waterfall, which wow. we found out pretty quick on our like first kayak run. <laughs> <laughs> we get all the way down, and Abby's like, "Turn around!" It's we were like a hundred, like two football fields away, but she's like, okay. "See, I told you, you can't get down there." That's my geography, <laughs> fucking. With yeah, you, you wouldn't have fallen over. They have it set. You'd be fine. You would have been the ropes and stuff. Just get stuck in the turbine. I don't know. Be in that predicament. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I really enjoy living near the water. Like it's like there's something about having water, like a natural body of water near you, that just kind of makes you feel a little bit better about. It's pretty. It's pretty magical. It's like yeah. I have my basically my my whole adult life, and especially when I was living in in Los Angeles, right? Being able to see the, I mean, I couldn't like see the ocean from my house, but like knowing that it's there and that there's like a horizon, and you can't put apartments on the ocean, it's kind of a freeing feeling, you know? Like I yeah. just need to go there and I can get away from all this. And it's the same thing with the lake here. We in the in the summer when when the days get a little bit longer, especially before boating season, we can get out here, and in the mornings it can be dead flat on like really, and so yeah. Long. We can pull out our pull out our paddle boards and just paddle around and you know, obviously looking down through 20, 30, 60 feet of water and seeing the bottom, it's pretty incredible. That's awesome. Abby um, loves blue really water. I think blue. it's her favorite thing. Yeah, she it really is blue. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh man. Well, I'm excited to, more excited to watch the game now. And I feel like I'm gonna be looking at the water more than the hockey. I'm gonna be like trying to get like Tahoe shots on the TV as opposed to caring what the score is. But, yeah, go on uh, a, a little Google image voyage. It's a good yeah, way to spend I'm, I'm like, like, I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. I was going to say, I'm about to drop my little orange man just like on the side and just yeah. do one of those virtual tours. The video that we used for the for the event that we did this summer, that like four hour looping 4K video, oh, I still dude. watch that. I'm like, oh, man. I live near that. And I'm like, yeah, this I, is oh, I should give that to, I should share that with Carl, shouldn't I? I was going to say, send it over, dude. It's like this uh, video that Ryan found. It's, it's four hours of just all the scenes seasons just like music yeah. and it's just you could sit there and just stare at it yeah just put a just put a bib on because your mouth will just be hanging on <laughs> your chest yeah i can't it's unbelievable and like that's my first experience with tahoe and i'm like like i need to go there one day you will yeah uh, let's finish up with our and i, and I, I feel like i premature it so yeah you did because you completely so one forgot about. Yeah, let's let's do this so one chris Thank you for coming. My pleasure. Uh, I yeah, super appreciate it. Um, it I feel like we learned. Yeah, it was it was really cool. We learned a lot about Tahoe. Um, we learned a lot about you. I feel like you've got a pretty interesting life. If anybody tells you different, they're a liar. And I, I'm excited that you were able to join us and kind of tell your story. Two, we've kind of been doing some small business shout outs lately. 
um, you know, trying to lift up, you know, businesses in the area and kind of give them a voice. So we always give somebody that we're having on the show their chance to do one of their local spots. I feel like Keep Tahoe Blue is going to be all over the map. But is there any other spots? I mean, the league will obviously. The league, yeah. Let me ask this because I kind of want to know because we're kind of pizza nuts in this group. Where does one grab a pizza pie at Lake Tahoe? Oh, okay. Well, that's uh, that's on addition, I guess, to your own shout. Yeah, if you've got your own local, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm going to have to plug keeptahoeblue.org and also <laughs> at keeptahoeblue on Instagram and Facebook, please. Absolutely, our, our, our content is top notch. I can um, confirm their Instagram is nice. Yeah, it's a nice uh, case. Shout out to my colleague Kayla. She's the master. Nice. Uh, local pizza spot. I mean, you're not going to be hurting for for choices. That's for really? sure. Really? There's probably between eight and 10 pizza places, like in within a 15 minute drive of where I live. Wow. And they're solid. Uh, it, they're pretty good. Calif- California style pizza. I mean, I don't really know what that means. I feel like we're yeah. getting into a whole not- Well, let's, I I want to, I want to talk about it for one second. Okay. So go like, ahead. So like California style is usually the thinner crust and maybe a little flatter. It is flat. Like- I mean, it's certainly not like a, not like a deep dish. It's also not like a New York folding slice kind of an operation. There you go. So you wouldn't fold so, your average Tahoe slice. They're just not, they're not cut that way. Yeah. And there, there are some places that they'll do quite a fancy upscale type topping. Okay. Like array. a taco pizza or like a. Like, like a, seafood and. Right. Yeah. Okay. That kind of, that kind of stuff. Not Lobster my pizza. Bag. Yeah. Right. I'm more of like a utility pizza kind of guy. Do you, you want to guess what Chef's favorite kind of pizza is just based off of his personality? I would love to. And I'm going to say Hawaiian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a Hawaiian. That's like, no. no, I wish that was it. Yeah, that'd be funny. Chef but, has a pepperoni uh, addiction. Yeah, I'm a big pepperoni guy. It's an addiction. He's addicted. Oh, uh, it's not, you know. I, I bet there's pepperoni in your refrigerator right now. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> it goes with if a I, lot of things, you know? If I had to say a local, it's the place right at the end of the street called Slice of Sierra. It's great. You can go and you can get a whole pie. You can get a slice, um, nice. have a beer, sit outside. It's good that's when part. you're on your way back from skiing. It's a great little place to refill. Okay, it. cool. Cool. That's that's what we lack around here is a place we can get a good slice and a and a beer. You know, I feel like the slices the aren't. A, yeah, it's died. It's I agree with you, Sean. It's the I, best. I used to love when you could go, especially when they used to have the crazy slices. Like, speak about gourmets. Like, I don't know what that is, but I'm into it. Yeah, enlighten like, us. What's a crazy? Yeah, slice? so the crazy slices would be like where they would put anything you could, like cheeseburger slice, uh, okay. you, taco slice, lasagna slice, chicken parm slice. But they would make them like individually, so it wasn't like you know, oh, I, I don't have to have a whole pizza of chicken parm pizza. I can have one slice. Yeah. And they were called piece of pizza. It was, oh, yeah. but spelled piece. You would always get weird slices. Yeah, I love weird slices. You do. That's They're true. My Oh, uh, but yeah, no, it's the best, and they're 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 not around here. So, Chef, what's what's yours for this week? Were you local this week, or are you on the other yeah, you down in, south this week? No, I'm in PA. I'm Conchi. Well, my sister, um, Chef's a nomad now, Chris. If you didn't know, oh, I so see you're a road warrior. Right? A little bit. You're a road warrior. A little bit, yeah. I spent quite some time down in Florida, which is oh been, yeah, oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, uh, Saint August. A little snow. Yeah, I skipped some of the snowstorms, which has been. Nice. So what's your local pop for the week, Chef? Well, my sister just got, is the new associate director at March of Dimes. So oh, my God, really? I just found out, so I figure. Wow. Congrats, Sarah? Yeah, Sarah. So. Nice. Congrats, Sarah. That's 
That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, what was so, the other one she was doing? Easter Seals or something else? No, she was that? at uh, American Cancer Society for this, and then Juvenile Diabetes before that. So Didn't she we play volleyball really for? Yeah. <laughs> Sarah's like the nicest person on the planet. In the nonprofits. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, shout out Miller Shadines. Cool. Cool. All right, Bear. What's yours for this week? Not I quite small. Like you told me. I think no, that's a good shout out. I was actually prepared this week. Last week I wasn't. Um, I bought candy off of a candy truck, which I thought was pretty cool. Okay. Legit a truck that like travels around in different parking lots, and you can go seek out the candy truck and buy candy off of a she truck. She deserves a shout out. It was wild. It it's was wild. Sweet Things Candy Company. I think Check I might out on Instagram. Like, like if you were a kid, you could have the candy truck come to your birthday party, and everyone gets to pick out what they want. Like I think the concept's there. So did you like see them on Facebook or did you just happen to drive by and, and No, I found them on social media. Some people were referring them. Okay. And they were in Kyle's Yeah, they've been parked over uh like Ridge Pike near the Weiss and like okay. I think I might have saw I might have seen them in the parking lot right above my house at the park recently as well. You might have. I think that I know you did. You didn't see. You that know who Chef saw. Yeah, shh. Yeah. I'll give that as my local shout out for the okay. week. Okay. Let's hear so it. the small what the small the small town that we live in, in West Contrahawken, for the last couple weeks, like every, I think, third week of the month, we have Waffle House come to the top of our oh, hill. Oh, just say Waffle something, yeah. So what Waffle House is, oh. is like, think about on the mountain, like if you're, and I know I'm saying on the mountain, where were we, where we got it? I think in Colorado or, or somewhere where I went. Yeah, we were in Belgium. <laughs> Belgium? No, I had it somewhere else. When I was skiing too. Okay, so not like the Waffle House. No, 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 no. It's like Waffle House in a truck. Like, Incredible. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, sign this me up like, for that. You take a waffle, they dunk them in like chocolate and toppings and, okay. and cover it with it. It's like what they usually do on this. Like I think of it on a ski mountain and they give you like the wax paper and like you can eat the waffle at the I've top. I've never of had that on a ski mountain. I think I have a picture yeah, of me that I'm going to send to you with me on skis eating a waffle. In Vermont, with I don't know. Is that a thing in California eating waffles on a ski mountain? You know what? There is a there is a resort up here, and I overheard people talking about getting a waffle, but See? I've never done it. I thought he was going to be like, there is a resort called Waffle Town over here where everything looks like waffles. <laughs> the I, mean, I love waffle. Like waffle. Waffle Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Art, do we have to get one awkward selfie though, Bear, before we go? Yeah. Did Chris give his shout out? He gave all his blues, but in his, in his local, he said that he was talking about the gourmet pizza place down the street. Well, yeah, but you got, like, yeah, you know, what, do you have anywhere else? I feel like... There's a, well, okay, so, oh, you're mad because I cornered him into pizza. Yeah, you know, I don't want him to, you know, <laughs> I feel but bad. Is there any other... Pizza, pizza place, Slice of Sierra. It's uh, every man's pizza. It's great. Yeah. Slicing a beer or a whole pie. Uh, but another place is kind of like an outdoor beer garden. All four seasons, you can go to your apres ski out there. It's called The Hangar. The hangar is not Ooh, I like that. Fantastic. I already like the sound of that. Yeah. Is Are there it in, in, in your area? Yeah, there's there's quite a few. Um, one that's probably probably the biggest, it's up on the North Shore, is Alibi Brewing Company. That's a that's a good one. But down here on the South Shore, there's North of South, there's Lake Tahoe Brewing, there's South Lake Brewing, um, there's Sidelis Brewing Company. Some good ones, for sure. Some options, for sure. I don't know if any of them do distribution out this way but i feel like a couple of them i've heard yeah we are always looking for good beer well sierra nevada is that nearby sierra nevada is in um it's in butte county and it's in redding i mean it's right by where they uh right by where the paradise fire was actually 
Oh, oh wow, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but it's it's nearby, and they're massive. And for whatever reason, I can't remember the name of the friggin' town that it's in. They've been stepping it up lately, though. Their beers have been really good. Chico, of course. Oh, okay, Chico. Uh, there you go. Yeah. There you nice. go. Thanks again, Chris. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it was super fun. Thanks for the invite. We made it to the end of another episode of the Be Easy Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this session as much as we did. And if you did, please make sure to share it with your friends so we can get the Be Easy message out to the world. If you're on Instagram or Facebook, check us out there. And as always, please leave us a review. If you're interested in joining the show, shoot us a DM or email us at beeasypod at gmail.com. Until we meet again, let the good vibes flow and